प्रहिणोति तस्मै तम हदेवमात्मबुद्धि प्रकाशम मुमुक्षुर्वै शरणमहं प्रपद्ये ओम शान्ति 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 ओम पार्थाय प्रतिबोधितां भगवता नारायणे न स्वयं व्यासेन ग्रथितां पुराणमुनिना मध्ये महाभारतम् अद्वैतामृतवर्षिणीं भगवतीं अष्टादशाध्यायिनीं अम्बदक्रमोपनिषदैः गायन्तियं सामगा ध्यानावस्थिततद्गतेन मनसा पश्यन्दियं योगिनः यस्यान्तन्न विदुस्सुरा सुरगणाह देवायतस्मै नमः Jnani yajnena chāpyanye Yajanto māmu pāsate Ekatvena prathaktvena Bahudhā viśvato mukham Ahankraturaham yajnyaha Svadhahamahamaushadham Mantrohamahamevajyam Ahamagnirahamhutam Pitahamasya jagataha Matadhata pitamaha वेद्यम् पवित्रमों कारह रुक्सामय जुरेवच गतिर्भरता प्रभुस्साक्षी निवासश्चरणम् सुरत प्रभवप्रलयस्थानम् निधानं बीजमव्ययं तपाम्यहमहं वर्षं निग्रहण्यत्सृजामिच अमृतं चैवमृत्युष्च सदसच्छाहमर्जुन So in all these verses, Lord Krishna reveals how He is Sarvatma, He is the Self of all. <coughs> and therefore, He can be worshipped in any way. So, my devotees, Jnana Yajnana Chapyanya, Mahamupasade, these are the devotees of mine who worship me by the Yajna of Jnanam. 
where jnana itself becomes a yajna, the sacrifice, where ignorance is offered, thus they see me. They see me as a self of all. They see me in as kratu, as, as yajna, as all these various things that are described. Amrutam chayam mrutyuscha, even amrutam immortality also I am, mrutyuscha, the death also I am, sada satchaha marjuna, sat also I am, asat also I am. Sat means that which is, asat means that which is not, all of that I am. Asat means gross, asat means subtle, that way. Or sat means effect, asat means cause. So in this manner, they see me everywhere. So these are my devotees who see me. So this is a worship in the form of seeing. The most exalted form of worship is to see the Lord. So, ekatvena, prasaktvena, Bahuda Vishwadomukham. Some of them worship me by the knowledge that I am their very self. Some of them worship me by the knowledge that I am different from them. They worship me as a master and the servant they are. Or some of them worship me as manifest in all these different forms. <coughs> so these are the devotees described here. These are the devotees who worship the Lord Nishkamataya without any desire in their mind. That is without seeking any reward for this worship. And so, they worship me for the sake of myself. So, uh, there are other devotees however worship me because they have something else in mind. So, that's called Sakama Bhakti. Bhakti or worship of Lord, Nishkama Bhakti and Sakama Bhakti. As you said, worship the Lord for the sake of Lord. I don't want anything from him other than himself. There are others, however, who worship me because they have certain other purpose in mind, because they want some other worldly ends. So in the next two verses, Lord Krishna describes those devotees of his, they are also devotees. But what you call Sakama Bhaktaha, those who worship me with certain with which certain because they want certain desires to be fulfilled. In this case, they want the desire to be fulfilled for going to Swarga. Swarga stands for all the pleasures. Swarga is a realm of experience where all pleasures are available. I guess another Kuwait or something like that, I don't know. Swarga. Swarga in Prasyante or United States or whatever. So what do you call Bhakta? So they are also devotees. What happens to them? So previous other devotees who being Nishkama Bhaktaha, they are devotees worshipping Lord without any kamana, without any desire. Therefore they ultimately get liberated. But how are these people who worship Lord for fulfilling desires? What happens to them? Lord Krishna says, they remain in samsara alone. So how they remain in samsara? That is described in the next two verses, 20 and 21. Trevidyamam somapaf puta papaha. Yagnei rishtva svargatim prarthayante. Te punyamasadya surendra lokam. Ashnanti Divyan Divideva Bhogan. Ashnanti Divyan Divideva Bhogan. Yepuna Agnyahak. 
Kama Kama, these ignorant people, desirous of various ends. <coughs> Lord Krishna said in the second chapter, Vyavasayatmika buddhi ekeha kurunandana bahushakashinantascha buddhayaha avyavasayana. There are those who have done vyavasaya, those who have done nischaya in their life. And thus they have understood that there is only one goal in life, and that is limitlessness, that is God. For them there is only one goal and their whole life is dedicated towards achievement of that purpose. But others who have not made that, those who have not discovered that, those who have not developed that understanding, they have a number of goals. When goal is not one, then the goals are infinite. Because they think that, well, let me achieve a certain goal, I'll be fine, you achieve that, then some other goal presents itself before you. And you achieve that, yet another goal presents itself before you. When limitless is not the goal, if I am seeking something limited in life, then when I achieve that limited end, I realize that there is not quite what I want, and therefore my mind then wants something else, which is also limited. When I achieve that, I discover there is not quite what I want. This is Kama Kama, people who are desiring various desirable ends. And there is no end to that, because a limited thing can never satisfy a human being. <coughs> so those that vyavasaya, that nischaya, that conviction has not developed in one's life, that what I am seeking is limitless, that I cannot be satisfied with anything other than limitless, when that conviction has not come, when a person still hopes that, oh, let me get swarga and I'll be fine, let me get a million dollars, I'll be fine. Let me get this position, I'll be fine. Let me get this power, I'll be fine. Thus, thinking that some of those things will satisfy him, will give him fulfillment, they keep on desiring them and working hard for them. They achieve them and discover that there is not quite what they wanted and then they go for something else. And this is how from one end to the other, from one accomplishment to the other accomplishment, then just life keeps on going. So here also are these devotees who will not have that conviction and therefore they think that attainment of swarga is the goal of life. That is attainment of pleasures. Swarga stands for all the pleasures. So Lord Krishna describes these people who are devotees. Trevidyaha maam somapaha putapapaha yajnaihi ishtva swargatim prarthayante Trevidyaha, the knowers of the three Vedas, because in the Vedas various rituals are described. And many rituals for going to heavens, etc. are described, like Jyotish, Toma, Agnish, you know, these this rituals are described. Or Soma Yaga is also one of the Yagas. So Somapaha, people who drink Soma juice. What is meant here is, Soma Yaga is a Yaga or a ritual in which Soma, the deity Soma is worshipped. Or that in which yaga the somarasa is being offered to the to the devata, and the general uh, general uh, uh, tradition is that having performed that yaga, having made all the offerings to the devatas as stipulated, whatever remains there is taken as prasada. Like when we worship, perform the worship, also we offer nevidya to the Lord, and then that we partake that is prasadam. In this case, 
there is a there is soma rasa has been extracted from a soma creeper and that soma is offered with you know into the yaga as stipulated and then whatever remains is taken as prasada so you take that prasada you drink that soma so that person who drinks that soma is called soma pa somam pibantiri soma paha soma paha those who drink soma the idea is that those who perform soma yaga that's what is meant here those who take prasada that means they perform satyanarayan puja that's the idea you don't get prasada without performing puja so those people who drink a lot of prasada eat a lot of prasada that means those people who perform lots of pujas so somapaha those who are, who are drinking soma juice that means that those who are performing soma yagas puta papaha yagnai istwa swargadim puta papaha see as a result of performing these rituals puta papaha their sins also get washed out and thus they gain a sudden purity of the heart yagnai istwa maam istwa they worship me through the various yagnas or yagas such as soma yaga etc swargadim prarthayante what is it that they they pray for what is it that they desire swargadim swargagamanam swarbin swarga swargadim swargagamanam as a result of performing all these rituals what they desire is attainment of heaven lord krishna says they don't desire me what they desire through me they worship me all right but they worship me for the sake of swarga they don't really worship god they worship swarga that means they worship the desirable end and god becomes a means of attainment of the desirable end and when we go to uh, you know, different kind of uh, uh, so vratas we have that if uh, if my son has a, a male child i will make certain the offering to lord tirupati now my son has a male child i go and make an offering to tirupati looks like i am a devotee of tirupati but really i am a devotee of my grandchild because i wanted that lord tirupati is just because a means of attainment of the grandchild is it not so oh if i if this business venture goes successful i'll make this much offering to lord guruvayu fine the business venture is successful i make an offering to guruvayu i weigh myself with something you know some you know, whatever but am i devotee of guruvayu i am really devotee of my business venture is it not so the swargadim prarthayante they perform these elaborate rituals and performing rituals is not easy at all it's a very demanding thing you have to follow many vratas also for performing rituals that means they work very hard and performing different rituals but swargadim prarthayante they as a result of that desire for attainment of heaven they could have performed the same yaga as an offering to the lord and they would have gotten what we call antahkarna shuddhi or inner purification but they don't desire that they want swarga and swarga they do get so puta papaha they are those who attain so when we perform these rituals then we get punya te punya masaadya surendra lokam surendra loka surendra means indra surendra loka means heavens so punyam surendra lokam asadya as a result of the punya that they acquired by performing these various rituals they do get swarga loka <coughs> so two kind of punya is there 
One is a kind of punya that qualifies me for pleasures like swarga etc. Other is a kind of punya that qualifies me for moksha. So this should be understood. Who the papaha? Those people who have whose papa the sins have been removed. But when you perform any action, any action of worship, it may be ritual or any action of worship. When that action is performed or ritual is performed with a motive of fulfilling certain desire, then as a result of performing the ritual, I do get punya. What does the punya do to me? That punya qualifies me for the experience of that pleasure. Because even to experience the pleasures of the swarga, we require certain qualification. You can't, ex- you know, for going to swarga, you must have certain punya so that you go to swarga and attain that kind of upadhi. And the pleasures available in swarga require a certain kind of upadhi, which is what you get as a result of performing this yaga. So you do get punya, but that punya only qualifies you for experiencing the pleasures of swarga. It's the punya that takes you up, but then brings you down. Two kinds of punya is there. One is the punya that takes you up, brings you down. Other is the punya that takes you up forever. If the same yaga was performed without any desire, then also punya would have been acquired. What would that punya have done? That punya would have purified my heart and thus made me made me a adhikari, given me the yogyata or the qualification or knowledge. Ultimately, that punya would have become means for moksha. So, any kind of an action we perform can become a means of pleasure or can also become means of moksha. Unfortunately, they do not know this. This they do not know. The Lord Krishna has said this again and again. Durena Shavaram Karma Buddhi Yoga Dhananja Buddhau Sharman Vicha Krupanaha Phalahetavaha. Here, Arjuna, an action performed in Nishkama Karma, an action performed purely as an offering to the Lord out of devotion. That action is much, much more superior to an action performed with a selfish desire. And we'll discuss that as we go along also. But these people do not have viveka or discrimination. They do not know what is the value of their karma. What can karma achieve for them? If you want, karma can achieve us moksha. That is, karma can become a means of attainment of limitless. If you so want. But if you don't have that viveka or discrimination, then we use that karma merely for fulfillment of small limited desires. So here are those devotees who perform these rituals of karma for fulfillment of desire of swarga. They do go to swarga. Te punya surendra lokam. So as a result of this punya, they go to surendra loka swarga. Asnanti divyan divideva bhogan. So divyan bhogan asnanti. They enjoy what we call the divine pleasures. Deva bhogan. Those pleasures which are only available to devatas, they also enjoy them because they also attain the upadhi of devatas and enjoy the pleasures of swarga. <coughs> and for swarga you can substitute anything. For swarga you can substitute uh, Kuwait, you can substitute United States or Chandraloka or something like that. For swarga we can substitute anything. In short, pleasure. Fine, they do attain that pleasure. Then what happens to them? The next verse is that.
Tetam Bhuktva Svargalokam Vishalam Kshine Punye Martyalokam Vishante Evam Trayi Dharma Manuprapannaha Gatagatam Kama Kama Labhante Tetam Vishalam Swargalokam Tva Having enjoyed that vast heaven Vishalam Swargalokam So their Punya qualified them to go to Swargaloka and Vishalam Swargalokam Bhaktva having enjoyed the pleasures of that vast Swargaloka or the heaven Kshine Punya but that Swargaloka is like a holiday home or like a, a holiday resort a five star holiday resort let us say and so you go go to Hawaii go to whatever other resorts Bahamas and whatever with a lot of money in your pocket stay there in a five star hotel and enjoy the pleasures the beach and oh, you can do the boating and surfing and whatever else how long as long as there is money in your pocket so when you go to that resort you are received like you are a king when the money is exhausted the very same people who received you that very same people will be happy to throw you out and so you can live in those places as long as you have money in your pocket so this punya karma also is like that you go to swarga so you attain you perform various rituals or religious actions here we perform differently satyanarayana puja we perform or vishnu sarasana varchana we perform other kind of thing we perform these days we don't perform this yaga we perform other rituals but this, this scheme is the same as long as these rituals are performed with the desire to attain a certain limited end, we do that, attain that. These rituals generate a punya, and that punya is deposited in our account, and that punya will result into attainment of our desired end. Yes. But then, when that saving in the form of punya is exhausted, shine punya, martilu. That punya gives rise to result and gets exhausted. However, when we perform the religious actions without any desire, we live up to God. So God, you do what you want. That is the best policy in our life, really. Instead of our desiring things, it is better that we leave that judgment to God. He is omniscient. I am a person with a limited understanding of life. And I think that this is what, what is most desirable for me. It's only when I achieve that desirable thing, then I realize that this is not what I want. Instead of that, if I had left that judgment to God, here it is, this is my offering. You do what you want with it. Then he is omniscient, at the same time, he is benevolent. So he knows what is best for me, and he will do what is best for me. If I have that trust, it's not that easy, but if I have that trust, only when that trust is there, then alone nishkama karma is possible. Otherwise, not possible. But anyway, there are devotees performing sakama karma. Evam trai dharma manuprapannaha. 
And thus following the Trai Dharma, following the Dharma of the Vedas, following the Dharma of these rituals, following the Dharma of Sakama Karma. Gata Gatam Kama Kama Labhante. This Kama Kama. Kaman Kamyante the Kama Kama. These fellows who are only desirous of various pleasures. These people who are only desirous of limited ends. Gata Gatam Labhante. Gata Gatam, Yata Yatam. Swami Dayan used to tell us in, in Vishikesh there was a, a bus line called Yata Yata. Yata going, Ayata coming. Or Gata Gata. Gata going, Agata coming. There is a Guru Swarga, come back here. Guru Swarga, come back here. There are many people who live life like that. They work for the whole year and they save money so that at the end of the year they can enjoy the vacation. I will go to Hawaii. Next year, the Bahamas. Third year, Australia. Fourth year, New Zealand. And whatever. He works for the whole year to save so that he can have vacation. Having enjoyed vacation, he is back to the salt mines. Again, hard work. For what? So that he can save and enjoy the vacation. And what happens is, when you go to Hawaii, and when you enjoy the pleasures, then you won't do them again. So depends on what kind of samskaras we have in the mind. These people who go to Swarga and enjoy the pleasures of Swarga have a samskara of that bhoga. So when they are born again as human beings, they are born with the same samskaras and therefore those samskaras create the same kind of desires in their mind. Is it not so? Having enjoyed that pleasure, I would desire it again. And therefore in their life they would never want to, they, they would never even think of anything greater than merely pleasure seeking. They think that that is the ultimate goal in life. So samskaras are very important. If you have samskaras and impressions or vasanas or the pleasures, then those samskaras create the same kind of desires. So they are born again with the same kind of desires for enjoying swarga. Again they perform rituals, work hard for the whole of their life. For what? Going to swarga. As a result of that, they acquire punya, go to swarga, enjoy the pleasures, come back. Again perform rituals, gada gatam kama kama alabhante. Kurvate karma bhogaya karma kartam dubhunjare. It is said in, in Panchadashi. This person, you know, he, we once asked one fellow who is splitting wood, you know, the wood cutter. We asked him, hey, why are you splitting wood? Oh, Swamiji, so that I can get food. And when he was eating, I asked him, why are you eating food? So that I can cut, I can cut wood. So you are cutting wood, so that you can eat. You are eating, so you can cut wood. Kurvate karma bhogaya. He performs karma so that he can have pleasures. Karma kartam dubhunjate. He has pleasures so that he can perform karma. Nadyam kita ivavartat avartan taramashute. Like in a, in a in river. See, the stream of river is flowing. And there are these worms who are also swept in the current of the river. Then they come across a whirlpool. And this poor little little insect or worm gets trapped in that whirlpool and, and suffers. And then again comes out of the whirlpool. Again to go into another whirlpool. From one whirlpool to the other whirlpool. This is how. Nadyam kita ivavartat avartan tarmashuvai. Vrajanto, Vrajanto, Janmano, Vrajante, Janmano, Janmano. From one birth to the other, this is their lot. Naiva, Labhante, Naiva, Nevrutim. They never get a respite from this. 
So gatagadam lavante. Nudu swatantram kvachita. They never attain the freedom which is the desirable end. That they never attain. So in these two verses, Lord Krishna described his sakama bhaktas. Just so sakama bhaktas are bhaktas all right, but they never get liberated in life. They always remain dependent upon the pleasures and they keep on seeking pleasures, attaining pleasures, working for pleasures and this is their life. <coughs> These two verses are told, this Sakama Bhaktas are described to contrast them with the Nishkama Bhakta, which are Bhaktas we are describing in the verse 22. So that is more important for us. This is also important so that we know what not to do. The scriptures have to tell us both the things. Athato dharma jignasa. That's the first aphorism of dharma shastra. Now we will, now we will commence a deliberation upon dharma. Athato dharma jignasa. So those who know Sanskrit a little bit, Sandhis, they know that. Athato dharma jignasa. You can also see that an a is there which is elided, elided. Athata adharma jignasa. So the scriptures also tell us what adharma is, so that we can avoid that. So in Bhagavad Gita also from time to time, we find a sort of a ninda or condemnation of certain things, so that we know what to avoid, and praising of other things, so that we know what to, what to take up in our life. So these two verses were told to contrast this nishkava bhakta in the verse 22. <coughs> this is one of the most important verses of Bhagavad Gita. We said in chapter 9, some very beautiful and very well-known verses are there. This is one of them. And chapter 9 is in the middle of Bhagavad Gita, 18 chapters. So this verse follows almost in the middle of the Gita also. In that sense also this 9th chapter enjoys a certain importance in the Gita. The verse says, Ananyas chintayantomam ye jana paryupasate tesham nityabhyuktanam yogakshemam vahamyam ananyaha chintayantahamam ye jana paryupasate tesham nityabhyuktanam Yogakshemam Vahami Aham. Who are these bhaktas? Ananyaha. Anya Ananya. Na vidyate Anyaha Yeshamde Ananyaha. Those for whom this God is not separate. Those who do not look upon God or Lord as separate from them. Param Devam Narayanam Atmatvenagataha. So Lord Narayana or Lord whatever name you give, is not looked upon as separate from them, Atmatvenagataha. So these verse describe the most exalted devotees of the Lord, who have known Lord as their very self. They are called Ananyaha. This is also very important. Very often people tell us, the Swamiji, we are found to follow the bhakti, path of bhakti. I am quite satisfied in worshipping my Lala my Thakurji or my, my, you know, my God. And birth after birth, I would like to have, you know, the same kind of bhakti, so that I can serve my Lord, I can worship my Lord, 
and gain the pleasure of worshipping him. We don't want jnana. We don't want liberation. So one very famous uh, poet saint of Gujarat also has sung, Harina janato mukti namage, mage janmo janam avatar. So the devotees of the Lord, they don't want liberation. They want to be born again and again. So that they can worship the Lord forever. I ask them, you want to worship the Lord, that is fine. And you want to get the pleasure of seva of the Lord, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. But you want to enjoy that seva, isn't it? Yes. So what is that helps you to enjoy that seva? Is it not that when you are worshipping your near and dear one, suppose you are worshipping, you are serving your beloved, is it not that the intensity of the joy grows as you come closer to the beloved? As the distance between you and the beloved becomes less and less and you come closer and closer to your object of love, is it not that your enjoyment of that beloved becomes more intense? And is it not therefore you want that even your seva also should ultimately come into the infinite joy? And therefore, that seva also can culminate in infinite joy when there is no distance between you and the Lord whom you worship. So love has its fulfillment when the objects of, when those two who love each other, when there is a total union between them, that is the culmination of love. And therefore, even the devotee also ultimately wants, even they always quote Mirabai. Swami, what about Mirabai? But even look at life of Mirabai. What happened to Mirabai at the end? She merged into the Lord. That is the story. She went to Dwarika and merged into the Lord. And if you listen to Mirabai's songs or other bhajans, you can see how she is suffering from that pang of separation. She doesn't want that separation from the Lord. The fulfillment of love is when there is total oneness with the object of my love. And that is what we call moksha. When the Lord is not separate from me, why do you want to retain a separation? But they are afraid that Swamiji, if Lord is my own self, then whom will I worship? Whom shall I serve? I can't worship myself. I can't serve myself. But what do you mean worship? By worship do you mean a certain ritual? Is that what is meant by worship? Or the spirit that goes behind that ritual is called worship? And is that's all we are saying that that very spirit of worship culminates into what? Ultimately oneness. That means that your very being becomes worship. Right now you only have to make an effort to worship the Lord in order to create and establish a connection. But when you are one with the Lord, that connection is already established and there even an effort is not needed to worship the Lord. And the rasas or the joy that you get by worshipping the Lord becomes a very nature. Raso Vaisaha. So Dayananji explains this very nicely. He says, uh, the sh they say that we want to enjoy sugar, we do not want to become sugar. If I become sugar, I cannot enjoy sugar. Therefore, I want to enjoy sugar. But who says that? If someone is not sugar, says that it is fine. But so sugar says that. Sugar says, I want to enjoy sugar, I don't want to become sugar. Does it make sense? Similarly, you happen to be Narayana. This Narayana and Narayana are not different. 
कृष्णो धनंजय सत्मा कृष्ण सत्मा धनंजय है कृष्ण ही इज आत्मा ऑफ धनंजय एंड धनंजय इज आत्मा ऑफ कृष्ण दिस नर नारायण दे अपीयर टू इन फैक्ट देर वन अलोन एंड देर दैट इज द कल्मिनेशन ऑफ डिवोशन वेन नो डिस्टेंस रिमेन वॉट एवर बिटवीन माई सेल्फ एंड द लॉर्ड ऑफ होम आई एम ए डिवोटिंग एंड सो दिस इज कल्मिनेशन ऑफ अनन्या सो माम परम देवम नारायणम आत्मत्वेन गता दोस्त पीपल हु नो देव नारायण इज अर वेरी सेल्फ अनन्या चिंतंत सो वॉट हैपन्स देन इवन दैट्स स्पृहा ऑफ एंजॉइंग द कंपनी ऑफ द लॉर्ड दैट इवन फाइनल स्पृहा ऑल्सो गोज अवे दिस इज टोटली निस्पृहा सो दीज आर दिवोटीज आर टोटली फ्री फ्रॉम एनी स्पृहा एट ऑल and that alone makes sense as i say when i can get the infinite then why should i settle for anything limited so lord is infinite and those who discover discover that infinite is a very self mam chintayantah all the time thinking about me now when can i think about lord all the time if lord is separate from me i cannot think of him all the time the only way i can think of the lord all the time is when lord is my own self because my self is that atma is that which always revealing itself it is self effulgent in that but i don't even have to make an effort to think about atma because atma in the pitch darkness i ask this person hey, who is there i am there how do you know you are there i am there i know can you see yourself no i can't see myself so still i know i am there so for me to be there of you for me to know that i am there is it necessary hey are you there let me see let me test myself whether to verify whether i am there or not is it necessary for me to test myself to verify that i am there or let me think whether i am there or not is it necessary to think that to determine whether i am there or not that i am there is a self revealing fact is it not the thinking comes later on the touching comes later on first i must be there so therefore to know that i am what effort is required no effort is required because that i is self effulgent that i is very existence is very awareness and therefore when i know the lord as a very self then is i can never be away from him he can never be away from my thoughts at all because even very thinking requires the 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 self and therefore chintayanto maam all the time dwelling upon me all the time abiding in me mam chintayant they see me everywhere aham hari sarvam janardana i am hari all of this is janardana hari and janardana are one alone thus they appreciate narayana as their very self they appreciate the whole universe as narayana yatra yatra manoyadi tatra tatra samadhaya the beautiful text in vedanta ko drugrashya vivekana it says देहाभिमाने गलिते विज्ञाते परमात्मने सी व्हाट हैपेंस इज दिस डिवोटीज यू वांट टू ऑलवेज सर्व द लॉर्ड दे दे वांट टू ऑफर समथिंग ऑफर मेक एन ऑफरिंग टू द लॉर्ड बट दे स्टिल वांट टू होल्ड ऑन टू समथिंग विद देमसेल्व्स एंड दैट इज व्हाट देयर इंडिविजुअलिटी दैट दे डोंट वांट टू ऑफर टू द लॉर्ड नैवेद्य विल ऑफर 56 भोग आई विल ऑफर अन्नकूट आई विल ऑफर बट माय इंडिविजुअलिटी दैट आई विल रिटेन Oh, that is the final offering. Even that is also offered. They have himane galite. 
So when that abhimana identification with the individuality also is given up, that is also made offered. Vignate Paramatmani. When Paramatma is known as my very self, Yatra Yatra Manoyadi, Tatra Tatra Samadaya. Then that God doesn't remain merely in that form, one form. Yatra Yatra Manoyadi. Wherever my mind goes, Tatra Tatra Samadaya. That is where the Darshan of the Lord. Because one Narayana, that we have been discussing, Masani Sarabhutani, Nachaham Teshuvastita, Nacha Masani Bhutani. We discuss how one Lord alone is manifest as his whole universe. And when that Lord is known, wherever my mind goes, there is darshan of Narayana. So when I am doing my Vyavara, then also I am darshan of Narayana. When I am not doing Vyavara, then also I am Narayana. If I know Narayana is something different from me, then I can think of Narayana only when I am relating to him. And when that relationship is not there, I cannot think of Narayana. But here is a devotee who knows everything is Narayana as well as his own self also is Narayana. And therefore, even when he is interacting with the world, he is only interacting with Narayana. Not interacting with the world, he is with himself, then also he is with Narayana. Maam Chintayanta, always abiding in me, thinking of me. Ye Janaha Paripasate. They worship me in every way. Whatever they do is, is worship. Yet yet karma karomi tatta dakhilam shambhotava aradhanam. Although whatever I do becomes aradhana. Atmatmam girijamadis sahacharaf pranasariram gruham pujate vishayo bhogarachana nidra samadhisthiti. Say Shankaracharya. Oh Lord, you are my atma. My buddhi is girija. Parvati, pranaha, sahacharaha, all my sense organs are your sahachara, they are all your servants. Shariram Gruham, this body is your house, home. Pujate, vishayo, bhogarachana, all the vishayas, the sense objects that I enjoy, becomes a puja to you. Nidra, samadhisthiti, when I am enjoying sleep, I am in samadhi, I am one with you. Sanchara, padayo, pradakshina vidhi, Wherever I walk, that is nothing but your protection. Sutrani Sarvagiraha, whatever I say is nothing but your stotra. Yad yad karma karami. Oh Lord, whatever karma I perform, may it become your aradhana. Paita upasate. That every that whole being is upasana. And thus, so this is how when Lord is known as the self, every action becomes an offering to the Lord. At all times, at all places, never separate from him. Ye janaha paripasate. Yo mamayama sammudha janati purushottamam sa sarvavit bhajati maam sarvabhavena bharata. Who knows me, his worship is his entire being. You know, he worships me with his entire being. Tesham nityabhyuktanam. These are the devotees who are always abiding in me, always join with me, connected with me as their very self. Nitya abhiyuktanam. Yuktam is joined. Nitya, always joined with me. Always joined with me as their very self. They are never away from me. I am always in their mind. I am always in their heart. Never away from me. That means that in their life there is nothing other than me. As long as there is something else in our life, so long that will come. Lord also is a little jealous, you know. Lord also is jealous. 
I say that I want you Lord also, but I want uh, my new house also, it's okay, have it. I would like to have a new car, have it. As long as I want things, Lord Krishna, have them, have them. Only when I say I don't want anything at all, I want you, then it's all right, have me. Who are these people? Nitya, Vyuktanam. Those people who desire nothing. Lord, I do not even want your seva. I do not want the pleasure of your seva. I just want you. Can I say that? That is the, that is the culmination of Nishkamata. The Rasaswada. What happens is that Devu Bhaktas do not want to give the Rasaswada of seva. Am I willing to give the Rasaswada also? Gaudapada talks about the obstacles to attainment of God. Rasaswada is the ultimate obstacle. That I want to enjoy him. But I still remain an enjoyer of him. Okay, do I want to give the state of the enjoyership also? Yes, that's my final offering. Then there is no distance between him and myself at all. Nityam Yuktana. Lord Krishna says in their life, other than me there is no place for anything at all. They do not even worry about their life. They do not even worry about their body. They don't worry about anything. Oh Lord, when they are so devoted to you, when they are totally surrendered to you, kevalam bhagavat sharanahate. So their only sharanam, their only refuge is Bhagavan, nothing else. But when they are so devoted to you, they are so committed to you, then who takes care of them? If they don't worry about their body, if they don't worry about their well-being, if they don't worry about anything, then who worries about them? Lord Krishna says, I worry about them. Tesham nityabhyuktanam yogakshemum vahamyam aham tesham yogakshemum vahamyam I take care of the yoga and kshema. What is yoga? Here yoga means attainment of what one does not have. It's called yoga. What is kshema? Protection of what one has. So these are the two main activities in our life, is it not? First, I want to achieve or I want to acquire what I do not have. And second, I want to protect what I have. <clears throat> so I build a house I do not have. That's called yoga. Then I'm worried about the security of the house. Therefore, a compound wall. And then on the compound wall, we have this barbed wire fencing. On that again something else, you know. Because acquiring and protecting. Yoga and Kshema. I did not have money, I work hard to acquire money. The next worry is how to protect it. Because this fellow will take away, that fellow will take away and then how to protect it. Yoga and Kshema. For an ignorant person or for an Abhiveki non-discriminating person, his life is spent merely in these two activities, Yoga and Kshema. Attainment of what I do not have and protection of what I have. There is no room for anything else. The devotee is the one who just doesn't want to bother about that. He is totally given surrender to the Lord. I am not saying that you do it right away, but this is a devotee. One has to grow to that. You can't just, I can't say I'm, I surrendering, not just lip service to God. It is something that has to arise from within. It's a process of growth. When I discover that, the trust within myself that I know, He has done everything for me so far, I know that He is here. And even when I think that I am doing something, in fact, He alone is doing it. 
somebody asked this question of Lord Krishna, how come you are partial to your devotees that you take care of their yoga and kshema? How come you do not take up yoga kshema other other people? Lord Krishna says, because they want to take care of that, therefore I let them do that. You know this, in Bombay there are these commuter trains are there, electric trains are there. Once a fisherwoman must have come from a village and this may be her first trip in the train. A fisherwoman entered with a huge basket of fish on her head, she entered the train. And then she stood on it, there was no room to sit down, she was standing there holding on to that bar with that huge basket, you know, heavy basket on her head. So somebody uh, told her, hey, why don't you put down this basket? He says, no, no, I have to carry it, you know, because who will carry it? Not realizing that she herself is carried. Or like this man was once traveling from one place to the other with all his belongings on a camel. He was moving from one place to the other with all belongings on the camel. And he was passing through the desert and he saw that his camel was really exhausted. So he took pity on the camel. So all the belongings are there, he was sitting on the camel and the camel is going. He took pity on the camel. Poor camel is burdened with so much load. Let me, let me relieve some load. So he took a very heavy uh, basket, you know, and put it on his head. So you put that basket on your head, thinking that you are relieving the camel of that burden. But then your burden itself is carried by the camel. So similarly also, man thinks that I take care of my yoga. Swami, Swami, I'm a self-made man, you know. Swami Dhananji talks a lot about the self-made man. This is a tremendous complex, self-made man. But who has made you? You have not made yourself. And nothing in the life you have made yourself, everything is given to you. Not even, not even recognizing the fact that everything has been given to you by the grace of God. No, no, Swamiji, I am a self-made man, I worked hard. You worked hard, that is good. But who gave you the ability to work? My intelligence, I created this. Who gave you the, creative, the, the creativity? Who gave you the opportunity? Who gave you the skill? Who gave you the, uh, the capability to work? Who gave you this? Buddhir buddhimadamasmi tejas tejasvinamaham balam balavatam chaham I am the intelligence of the, inter- I'm the intellect of the intelligence and I am the strength of the strong and I am the brilliance of the brilliant. So ignorant people think that we, we have to take care of the yoga kshema. Lord says I let them do that. Here is a person who doesn't bother about the yoga kshema, therefore I bother about him. That's all the difference is. Really speaking, Lord alone takes care of yoga and kshema of everybody. But ignorant people feel that they have to take care of it, therefore they unnecessarily worry about it. Here is a person who worries about God, so God worries about him. If I worry about myself, well I have to worry about myself. If I worry about God, God worries about him. But this is all we have to discover. All of this is to be discovered in life. As we, as worship of God comes in our life, as we come to know Him a little more and more, as we come to know Him more and more intimately, that thus the trust develops, the shraddha, the faith develops, and my anxiety slowly and slowly drop off. Swami, how to become free from this anxiety? 
anxiety shows a lack of trust in God. What else is it? I am not saying that we are going to have it, but then anxiety means I have to worry about myself. That means I do not recognize the fact that in fact God worries about myself anyway. He has always taken care of me. A non-recognition of that fact makes me always anxious. Desham nityavyuktanam yoga kshemam vahamyam I take care of the yoga and kshema. To such an extent that once a devotee was first praying to the Lord, Oh Lord, right now I am healthy, I am alright. I am able to do, I am able to worship you, I am able to recite, you know, I am able to recite, chant your name with the help of a rosary. I can chant your name with my, with my, in my mouth. I can think of you. But what will happen to me when I will be on my deathbed? That time I can't even move my fingers. I can't even utter your name. What will happen to me that time? Lord, will I be deprived of uttering or reciting your name or your devotion or bhakti? The Lord says, my child, don't worry. For the whole of your life, you have recited my name. When you fall ill, when you cannot recite my name, don't worry. I will recite my name for you. He will do that. These devatas and asuras, when they were churning that milky ocean, you know the story, they started churning. What? You know that was that the whole Mount Meru was so heavy. These people got exhausted in no time. Then what happened? Lord Krishna, Lord Ajita, Lord Narayana himself, they came into this Devatas and Asuras, he himself churned it. That's what Bhagavatam tells us. Ultimately that was churned by Lord himself. And then Amrita came out. So he is there to take care, provided we give him that responsibility. If we hold on to responsibility, Lord says, okay, okay, fine. Go ahead and fulfill. Go ahead and do that. But those who are totally given into him, he says, I take care of them. And this applies at all levels. It's not me. Yoga Kshema does not really mean giving us food and etc. But if I am a Mamuksu, what Yoga Kshema I want? I want knowledge, Lord. And I want the various necessities, you know, I want various conditions fulfilled for knowledge. I want a teacher. I want to do Shravanam, Manam, Nidhyasanam. I want knowledge. I want the various obstacles of my knowledge in my knowledge be removed. Lord says, I will do that. That is also devotion. Understand that pursuit of knowledge is the highest form of devotion. And Lord makes arrangement for a teacher. He makes arrangement for whatever is required. And so, these are the devotees who are totally surrendered to him and he takes care of them. So, these are the highest forms of devotees who worry nothing at all about themselves and therefore, Lord says, I worry about them. There are less in intelligent devotees. They are described in the next verse. The verse 23 says, ये प्यन्य देवता भक्ता हा ये प्यन्य देवता भक्ता हा ये जन्ते श्रद्धयान्विता हा जन्ते श्रद्धयान् ते पिमामेव काउंते ये जन्त्यविधि पूर्वकम् ये भी अन्य देवता भक्ता हा so here we, they, in the previous verse, Lord Krishna talked about devotees 
who are devotees of Vasudeva. By Vasudeva, we do not mean the person Vasudeva. Person, that is the Lord Krishna. By Vasudeva, we mean the infinite Lord. Vasuschasavu Devaschayri Vasudeva. So the derivative meaning of the word Vasudeva is one with Vasu as well as Deva. The word Vasu is derived from the root Vas. Vas means to dwell. So Deva, the self-effulgent Lord who dwells in all the being is called Vasudeva. Or the self-effulgent Lord in whom the whole creation dwells also is called Vasudeva. Says so the one who dwells in all the beings, he is my very self. The one in whom the whole universe dwells, he is God. So word Vasudeva in fact means both Atma as well as Paramatma. So as the one who is the dwelling place of the whole universe, he is Paramatma. As the one who dwells in all the living beings, he is the Atma. So word Vasudeva reveals the identity between Jiva and Ishvara. He is Vasudeva. That means one who worships the Vasudeva Ananta, the limitless in the life. They were talked about, when I worship limitless, what does it mean? That means that I have no desire for any limited end. Then only I can be said to be the worshipper of devotee of limitless. I can be said to be the devotee of limitless when I have no desire for anything limited. That means I have a total vairagya. Understand, bhakti or devotion requires total vairagya. To the extent that I have vairagya or dispassion towards, towards, for limited things, to that extent I can be a devotee of the Lord, the limitless. So Nishkama Bhaktas were described in the earlier verse. This verse describes what we call Sakama Bhakta. Yebhi Anya Devata Bhakta. Lord Krishna says there are devotees who worship other devatas. They don't worship me, but they worship other devatas. You must understand what is meant by me and other devatas. Otherwise, this may be interpreted as saying that Lord Krishna here says that you should only worship me and don't worship other devatas like Shiva and other things. You know, worship me. That's how Iskon people will say. So you can interpret these verses in whichever way you like. So this is a very clear statement on the part of Lord Krishna. Those who don't worship me and those who worship other devatas, they are ignorant people. What is meant by me? By me is not meant the I, the pronoun I is not used in the sense of person that Krishna is. He is used in the sense of Brahman, Jagat Karanam, Maya Tatamidam Sarvam, the limitless. So here are the rare people who are the devotees of limitless or infinite. Most of the people are, are devotees of the finite things. They want finite things. So that is called worshipping other devatas. Other devatas are Indra, Varuna, Yama, Agni, these are other devatas. They are what we call the presiding deities, all of them, they are responsible for the, for functioning of this universe. So they are all responsible for certain area of the function of the universe, that's what we call devata. So in our tradition, Prithvi also is devata, Varuna also is devata, Agni also is devata, Vayu also is devata, Surya also is devata, these are all mighty powers who are responsible for the, the functioning of that particular uh, aspect of the creation. So worshipping other devatas means worshipping a limited end. Because other devatas only can give what is in their jurisdiction. They cannot give us limitless. 
Indra can give us what is in his jurisdiction, he cannot give us limitless. Varuna can give what is in his jurisdiction. So worshipping other devatas means worshipping limited ends in life. Just to tell you a little story here, you know there are many devatas and many goddesses in India. How many devis are there? Nobody even knows. Countless devis are there. In, in Ahmedabad, we have what we call auto rickshaws, you know. I don't see an auto rickshaw in Kuwait. I don't see a scooter also here. But I guess they don't need when they have a car. Why do they need these things? But in India, in Ahmedabad, auto rickshaws. Behind auto rickshaw, they write. So, this auto rickshawala is a devotee of some god or the other, some devata or the other. Most of them are devotees of some devis, you know. Melody Mata. There are different Matas are there. Then I come to know how many Matas are there. So, there is Shitala Mata, you know, one of the Matas. So, there was a devotee of the Shitala Mata and then uh, he was worshipping her and then she was pleased with him, appeared before him. He says, hey, what, what do you want? What can I do for you? So, this devotee says, mother, give me a horse. <coughs> says, stupid, if I could give you a horse, why should I be riding on a donkey? You know? so she can give what she is capable of giving. The idea is that every devata is an appointed, you know, they are all appointed in certain jurisdiction. They all have certain powers. And what they can give us is within the jurisdiction of their power. So when Lord Krishna says, Ye bhi anya devata bhaktaha, those who are devoted to other devatas, which means that those who are seeking limited ends in their life, I may be worshipping Vasudeva, but I may just want a limited end. Give me promotion. Give me a son. Please get a good match for my daughter or give me heaven, so whatever limited end I want, that is called worshipping the other devatas. Yajante, Shraddhayanvitaha. And so other devatas are Indra, Varuna, Agni, Yama, or any devata, as Ganapati, Hanuman, whatever devata. As long as I look upon that devata as a limited being, as long as I look upon Ganapati as, as son of Lord Shiva, or as having certain powers, as, as long as I look upon Hanuman as having certain powers, and I worship that aspect of the devata, then I am a worshipper of a limited devata. Yajante shraddhayan vitaha, as long as this worship is performed with shraddha, tevi mameva kaunteya yajanti, hey kaunteya, even then when they are worshipping other devatas, in reality they are worshipping me alone. Avidhi purvakam, but they do not know that they are worshipping me, and that they worship the other limited devata. How come they worship you when they are worshipping other devatas? The 24th verse says. So are we going up to 650? 645? Okay. Let me read this verse 24. Quickly explain that. <laughs> Natumam abhijananti Tatvenatas chavantite Ahamni sarva yajnanam bhokta Arjuna understand that I am the enjoyer of all the yajnas Prabhurevacha, I am also the master of all the yajnas That means I am the self of all the devatas Even when I, I worship Ganesha or Hanuman or Devi, or whoever I worship. 
ultimately all the devatas are nothing but the manifestations of one devata alone of one infinite lord alone and therefore i am worshiping only one but not knowing that i am worshiping that infinite i worship him in a limited form aham sarva yajnanam bhokta cha prabhu revacha ultimately i am the prabhu i am the karma phala data i am the one who gives them the result of the action so even when i worship indra let us say and i get a certain result from him but who is indra that lord alone vasudeva in the form of indra when indra seems to give me the result it is vasudeva infinite alone is giving me natuma vi jananti but they do not know this tatvena na vi jananti they do not know this truth about me that i am the self of all the devatas i am the karma adhyaksha i am the karma phala data not knowing that chavandite therefore they fall down or they are deprived of what result they could have gotten from their worship okay we'll continue the discussion tomorrow om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashashyate शाते 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 हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ